Welcome to the Weekly Beat by Mansa with your hosts Arnold Segawa, Maggie Mutesi, and Dumi Jere, giving you all the info on Africa's big finance and economic stories. The Weekly Beat by Mansa. A very warm welcome to this edition of Mansa's The Weekly Beat. I'm Arnold Segawa. As always, I'm not alone. Uh, Maggie Mutasi and uh, Dumi Jerry joining me. Maggie, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, Arnold. It's good to have you back. We missed oh, you terribly. Good to be back. The prodigal son returns. <laughs> Oh, but of course, and I come bearing gifts from Nigeria. It doesn't end. If you thought Nollywood uh, uh, is all they have, well, it doesn't end there. Uh, just a few days ago, we actually heard that uh, Nigeria's Federal Inland Revenue Service recently issued a statement directing banks to freeze all accounts in Nigeria belonging to MultiChoice Nigeria and MultiChoice Africa until it had been able to recover the money. Of course, the taxman is allegedly owed. This is around 1.8 trillion naira. It's close to 4.4 billion US dollars. I often do comparisons with countries' GDPs. Last I checked, this is uh, bigger than Burundi's GDP. Is this the end for uh, Africa's largest pay television provider? Maggie, you do love your television. Just give me a sense of uh, where you see this going for uh, the very beloved multi-choice. Um, I mean, it doesn't end between Nigeria and South Africa, does it? I actually want to look at it that way. But uh, $4.4 billion is uh, a lot of money. And for me, I honestly don't know, Arnold. I would say maybe it's one of those usual fines Nigeria just laps on uh, South Africa once in a while. But I would love to get educated more from Dumi. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure I'm the best person. The resident <laughs> I know he probably knows more than what we know about this particular story. I mean, these are your guys. Yeah, you know, I think um, at the end of the day, this is just uh, pretty much adding to perceptions that um, Nigeria is a very unfriendly place for foreign capital. And again, the keyword I'm using is perception because uh, it may not necessarily be so on the ground. In terms of whether this is the end of the pay station, I don't quite think so because much as there's a large population in Nigeria that accesses multi-choice services, the bulk of multi-choice's revenue comes out of Nigeria anyway. So it's South Africa, or let's call it SADC, as well as the other few countries in the other regions, DRC and them. So compared to what they will lose if Worst case scenario, they had to close shop in Nigeria. I would say they would recover. Lumi, I wouldn't disagree more. I'm sorry I'm cutting you off. But uh, uh, the world is moving towards generating your own content and not relying on uh, Game of Thrones. And whenever, if and when they actually do give you something, uh, you're ready to take mm-hmm. it. And uh, guess what? Uh, Nollywood is only second to Bollywood. If we were to go with the numbers, multi-choice is in between 1.5 million to 2 million Nigerian subscribers alone. This is why when we're watching mm-hmm. football yeah. games... And the uh, halftime comes on. Guess what? You're going to see Nigerian yeah. uh, banks and Nigerian soft drink ads. So this would be massive, especially given Nollywood and how much they, they produce. Uh-huh. Okay. So yes, you do raise a valid point. There's an episode we spoke about football. And one of the points that we raised was that Nigeria uh, probably has the biggest Arsenal supporters more than England themselves, right? So that's how huge sport is in Nigeria. And guess who has the rights to football? Multi choice. Mm. So it can't just walk out or else where else are they going to watch the soccer from? I know I'm digressing here, but one of the conditions to getting some of those rights is um, 
you must be airing enough local leagues. Have you ever wondered why uh, there's a Zambian league showing on uh, on 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 oh, uh, Super, Super Sport. Sports or a Kenyan league or a Nigerian league or a Ghanaian league? much as some of our leagues like back home in Uganda are not particularly interesting to watch. Most of them end in goalless mm-hmm. draws. It's because this is actually a condition by many of the FAs abroad so that you do not just get the rights and ignore your local talent. Now, if you're to cut Fair Nigeria enough. off, arguably the home of Yakubu, JJ Okocha, Nuanko Kanu, Polise, I could go on with these names, especially from the good times. Good knows the PSL, besides good commentary on Laduma and Marawa, is not as uh, fascinating <laughs> as uh, the Nigerian League. You might correct me here. Yes, it may not be, or it may be, who knows. However, what I know for fact is that as Africans, I don't know whether it's a curse or what, but we seem more interested in English Premier League, more than our own leagues at times, sadly. But uh, that's just a reality. But sadly, too, this is a lot of money for March shows to recover. I honestly do not know, do not see them walking out of this with their head high. I would love to know more beyond that. Can they even recover from this, Arnold? I think just the other week we talked about the MTN wanting to add the bid for Ethiopia. And one thing that we could borrow from MTN is the MTN fiasco in Nigeria in uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. The Nigerian authorities claimed that uh, there was an improper repatriation by MTN Nigeria of uh, close to 8.1 billion US dollars between 2007 and 2015. Now, there was a lot of back and forth. Uh, this is where I got a chance to uh, interview by then uh, CFO uh, Ralph Mupita. And there was a lot of back and forth. Uh, again, there was, uh, it's always interesting to see this from the South African media, and p- media perspective because uh, everyone says, uh, oh, Nigeria is wrong, Nigeria is wrong. But last I checked, there was a settlement. There was a settlement. Now, yes. this is probably behind closed doors. But there was a settlement. Now, at the beginning, this could have been solved amicably, according to someone. And again, Mm. this is time to actually go back to the drawing board and try and sit down and have a gentleman's agreement. Because let's face it, I don't want to go with the the South African media here, but these numbers are not pulled out of a hat like a rabbit. These numbers are coming out of somewhere. You cannot tell me that uh, the Nigerian authorities just wake up and pull numbers out of a hat like uh, Houdini or something. This is coming from something. Just last year alone, the revenue brought in by a multi-choice uh, was, what, uh, 53 billion rand for the year till March. Uh, this was a profit of 3.1 billion rand. So the money is definitely there. Was it a big estimation? Because the Nigerian authorities claim that they're being undercut on the subscribers. Now, how do you find out how many subscribers MultiChoice has in Nigeria? Are they privy to those figures? This reminds me of a, a time when I was working in Rwanda and one telecom company apparently was undercutting the uh, subscriber figures. Now, do the Nigerian authorities, this is the biggest elephant in the room, do they have the capacity to actually tell how many subscribers are subscribing at any particular time to multi-choice? Remember, now there's pay TV, there's Showmax, which is actually internet-based. Do they have a capacity to actually track this on the internet? Over to you guys. 
No, they don't. Have you ever asked around the question that how many, uh, what is the population of Nigeria? You're never going to get like one single figure. Like it depends on who you're talking to. Somebody will tell you mm. 180, somebody will say 200, somebody will say whatever. So if we can't even account for how many people we have, how much more when it comes to these kind of things? One thing I know for sure is that Nigeria has always been uh, ranked as a country that's got one of the lowest tax collection rates in the world, right? So over and above that, it's been seeking to boost non-oil tax receipts to sort of support struggling economy and cut its budget deficit. And so why do this always happen to multinational companies and particularly South African ones? Uh, you have ShopRite also leaving. For me, the question then becomes, is Nigeria really a friendly place to invest? Or what is going on? What is the bigger picture here? Maggie, before you jump in, the shares actually dropped on the day by uh, 8%. Uh, multi-choice shares. Um, is it a time to actually drop the stock as you actually wrap up? Not really, not really. But for me, I want to take it away from what's happening now. I mean, do me, I understand where you're coming from when you we start questioning whether Nigeria is a, a good place to invest. But again, we need to ask, why is it always South Africa? That's also something we have to look at. But Nigeria and uh, South Africa, from my understanding, actually are pretty great countries in terms of trade between themselves. So they have so much to offer each other. And but maybe there's also something about the South African companies. But I would love to say things have evolved. You can't do business the same way you did it 30 years ago. Could it be about South Africa and how they want to operate across the continent? I think Africa has evolved. Going back to what Arnold said, we should look at uh, some of these companies from South Africa as well and ask, okay, why are they losing licenses? Why are they being fined all the time? It's something we could question. Look, I don't think it's only uh, South African companies. It's just for now, South African companies are the ones that had uh, gone in and made um, bigger noises or bigger impact, I guess. But recently we had uh, the public debacle between the Nigerian government and Twitter. Uh, and Twitter is not a South African company. Yes, it may not be about money, but sometimes it just feels like Nigeria is doing bully tactics. However, taking a more positive look, at the end of the day, I feel and in agreement with you, Maggie and Arnold, that um, amicable solutions, particularly uh, when business and some such kinds of monies are involved, I think amicable resolutions are the way to go. So there's a need for multi-choice on their part to also engage openly with the Revenue Authority in Nigeria and do that in a transparent and constructive manner. On the part of the government, they also need not just you know, do this knee-jerk reaction of, uh, okay, that's it, we are closing. I think there needs to be more constructive dialogue so that there's business continuity. That's my take. Mm. Thank you for that, guys. I want to uh, wrap it up with the uh, South African media on uh, covering this particular uh, scenario. I think it's the Daily Maverick. Yes, it is the Daily Maverick. Quote, Showmax and GoTV platforms are by far the biggest paid television provider on the continent, uh, making it lucrative target for authorities uh, looking to plug their big holes that COVID-19 has left in their budgets, end quote. I'm reading this uh, sick as written. Now you might pardon some of the grammar here. I don't know if the editor was uh, on sabbatical that day. Um, th this brings <laughs> for me a big problem because uh, this is still alleged. Uh, this this is still uh, an ongoing investigation. There's still conversations happening. And for me, this is the beginning and 
the end of the problem um, because if at all journalism is also not doing a good job in portraying some of these issues as neutral and uh, looking at it as an opportunity for the Nigerian authorities who have not yet been proven otherwise both parties still have a case to answer it is very unfair for anyone to uh, write uh, something like this but uh, that's just me being a normative and uh, abstract and controversial abstract uh, 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 no not controversial this is written on a on, on one of the leading platforms in the country <laughs> and they've already kind of passed judgment um sounds yeah, like uh, yeah. jacob zuma's case um i think it is uh, quite unfair uh, for someone to write such a thing especially when uh, investigations are still ongoing but guys uh, many thanks for this i always i appreciate this Uh, thank you, Dumi. Thank you, Maggie. If you missed anything in the course of a week, be sure to uh, visit the website Mansa. That's of course www.mansamedia.africa. On Twitter, we're at uh, Mansa underscore Media. I'm Arnold Sagawa. Many thanks to uh, Dumi Jerry and Maggie Mutasi from me and the entire gang. Have a lovely week. The Weekly Beat by Mansa with your hosts Arnold Sagawa. Maggie Mutesi and Dumi Jerry giving you all the info on Africa's big finance and economic stories. The Weekly Beat by Mansa.